unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how you doing, man? I'm good, Nathan. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I cannot wait to get into today's subject, so I don't want to ruin the surprise. I'm going to hand it off to you and let the listeners know what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. Well, let me start by saying that birds and airplanes don't always get along so well. Just ask Sully Sullenberger, the Air Force Academy graduate. On January 15th, 2009, Captain Sullenberger was piloting a commercial flight on an Airbus A320 as it took off from New York's LaGuardia Airport. And the plane ran snack dab into a flock of birds. Now, in a cartoon, that might be funny. In real life, it's anything but funny because both engines went out immediately. One of them caught fire. Captain Sullenberger quickly decided there was only one way he could save the lives of the people on the plane, and that was to, to do the impossible, to land it on the Hudson River. It was a risky move, but he correctly concluded it was his only option. What happened next has been called the miracle on the Hudson. Captain Sullenberger and his co-pilot Jeff Skiles made a safe landing on the icy river. All 150 passengers, five crew members, and both pilots of the U.S. Airways Flight 1549 were rescued safely. Now, that's a truly a heroic story, Nathan. And it's a perfect example of what mythologist Joseph Campbell calls the hero's journey. This is the kind of story can work very well sometimes in sales copy. Yet, at other times, a hero's journey is the worst possible kind of story you can use. So today, let's talk about what a hero's journey story is, why what we just heard was a hero's journey story. I'm going to break it down to a six-step formula, and we'll talk about when this kind of story works in your copy and when it doesn't, and how to create your own hero's journey. But first, let me tell you a true story about copywriting. Copy is powerful. It's so powerful. And I'm going to give you some really powerful new strategies today. And then you, the listener, are responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. You, yes, you. And most of the time, all you need is common sense. But if you make extreme claims, and if you are writing copy in highly regulated industries like health or finance, business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do it all the time. So that's the end of that story. <laughs> all right. So would you like to know what the elements of a hero's journey story are? Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, before we get into it, um, yeah. When you say hero's journey, I automatically think of something like Star Wars, uh, Luke Skywalker. Am I am I kind of on base there? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> in, in fact, George Lucas, who you know was the main guiding force behind Star Wars, consulted with Joseph Campbell, the guy who came up with the term hero's journey. Oh, okay. So those those are for sure. But there are lots of things you might never think of that are heroes' journeys. But let, let's talk about uh, Captain Sullenberger. I mean, there there's a really good one. Um, so step one is you have this ordinary person on a typical day who is suddenly thrown into a mission. 
And and this is Captain Sullenberg. He's just flying another flight for U.S. Airways. 150 people on the Airbus. He's got co-pilot Skiles. No big deal. And then, boom, bird strike. Engines go out. Suddenly, he's on a mission. He's on a mission to land this thing and keep everyone alive, keep the airplane from blowing up or falling apart or burning up, right? So that's step one in mission. Step two, the mission gradually becomes more crucial. At first, you know, maybe, you know, bird strike, okay, I'm going to turn this baby around, land LaGuardia. And he realizes he has no engines. He can't do that. He, you know, it's, it's more crucial. And step three is the ordinary person is now walking the path of a hero, meaning he's evaluating his options and all the doors close except one. It's like he doesn't have any options. He has to do this one thing, and it's an impossible thing. I mean, it is possible, but it it requires superhuman effort and maybe a lot of luck. In this case, it's landing the plane on an icy river and coming out with everybody intact, whole, alive, right? Then next, at the crucial point, the mission becomes a matter of life and death. Now, in Captain Sullenberger's case and and all the passengers and his co-pilot and the crew, it literally was life and death. In many cases, it's more symbolic. It could be a spiritual life and death. It could be the life and death of a career. It could be the life and death of a relationship. It could be the life and death of someone's integrity. It could be the life and death of a dream. But it's it's a big deal. It's it's um in in other words, whatever is risking dying is very, very important to the hero at this point. And then there's two ways it can go at the end. It can be a happy ending where the hero overcomes his insurmountable odds and he wins and he goes on to share what he learned with others, his wisdom, his learning, his knowledge. Um, that's one ending. And the other one's tragedy where the hero fails and or and or dies and it's the end of the story and it's sad and there's probably an important dramatic lesson in there uh as to do something different from what the hero did but nevertheless it's a it's a sad story and there are stories like that too and actually you can use both in sales but <laughs> when you when you use a, a a sad story it's brutal i i was reading about um Ben Feldman, the world's greatest insurance salesman. And right after Ernest Hemingway died, he would go in to home sales calls to sell life insurance. And instead of talking about life insurance, he would start to read from Ernest Hemingway's books. And they would say, Ernest Hemingway just died. He didn't have life insurance and he wasn't able to take care of his family. Now, that's a story where the hero dies and fails. And it's a learning lesson about buying life insurance. Um, takes a lot of cojones to do something like that, but you can do that, right? So they're, they're both are possible. Okay. Let, let me give you a, a, a hero's journey. First person, my own hero's journey, um, to, to give you an idea on, on how this would work, you know, when you actually have something that you're offering, uh, and, and that your hero's journey is connected to your business. I mean, with, with Captain Sullenberger, now he goes around and he speaks. And so in a way, you know, what he learned that day and, and you know, how he was able to stay determined and how he was able to. And by the way, his his story wasn't over when he landed the plane. 
then, you know, the federal government tried to take him to task and make him a bad guy for the choice he made, which, you know, on the face of it sounds idiotic because it is. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but, you know, he, he anyway, he, he's not, you know, trying to get in in tough uh, plane situations anymore. So uh, as far as I know, so my my own hero's journey um I was a journalist, as, as you know, Nathan, and, and after I left my big corporate gig as San Francisco bureau chief for McGraw-Hill, I was trying to make my living as a, a freelance writer, and I kept falling behind. Things got worse. They got worse and worse. I went into debt. I started to have problems with the IRS. Um, my relationship with my girlfriend blew up. My health started to go bad. Everything, everything was on the line. At this point, I discovered copywriting. I discovered it in that um, my business partner had a friend who had given him a gift subscription to Gary Halbert's mail mm. print newsletter. And uh, Lee said, hey, David, you might want to take a look at this. And when I looked at it, wow, I said, this is something I want to do. And I could make a lot more money doing this. And I would enjoy it a lot more than what I'm doing now. And I could be really good at this. So I had to make it work. Okay. Uh, very early in my career, I got this uh, referral for a letter that ended up making $40 million for my client. I don't know of anyone who's written a letter that's made more than that. I had no idea it was even going to work. Um, but writing this letter was not easy. I, I, you know, figuratively, you know, metaphorically, I died a thousand deaths writing it. It was hard. I... I I had a mentor and he made me rewrite it seven times mm. uh, and it was painful and it was also humiliating because I'd been an award-winning writer. I'd held an incredibly coveted job and yet I couldn't even write a simple sales letter. Huh, little did I know and that they're not always that simple, but I did it and the company over the course of a decade, they made $40 million and I know it's an accurate number because the owner of the company was also a CPA, and so she tracked it, and she she sent me a testimonial with that in place. So, all right, uh, I'm I'm pretty uh, hard case, you know. I'm very skeptical, so I said, well, I guess if I can write a letter that makes forty million dollars, maybe this might work for me. <laughs> um, but people started to notice I had more than confidence about this. I had enthusiasm. I love to talk about, it. and so. They started to ask me to teach copywriting and write books about it and give seminars and eventually coach them. And so I did. I started to put out products with what I'd learned. I started to write books. I eventually became what a lot of people have said is the world's greatest copywriting coach. And that's my hero's journey. Uh, we can we can analyze it real quickly. I had an ordinary life. I was trying to make a living as a writer. Failing, suddenly I was thrown into a mission. I needed to change something to survive, to keep from going bankrupt. I was walking the path of a hero as a copywriter. It was do or die. Uh, the crucial point was this letter that I kept trying to get right. And my mentor said, no, you need to redo it. And I had to make it work or my new career was going to die. I couldn't go back to the old one. It was one of those life or death situations. More about career and identity than physical life and breathing and, you know, heart beating, but felt like dying in a way, I guess. And then a happy ending 
the letterworks makes eight figures worth of sales. I continue my new life, writing copy, making a lot more money, making people happy, happier myself, putting out products, writing books, and becoming the world's greatest copywriting coach. I'm going to jump in real quick, David. And I have to say, I've heard this story before. And Mm -hmm. the very first time that I heard you tell it was when I was actually first getting into uh, sales and marketing. Um, And it was, uh, I had just started uh, podcast blast off my new company and not new now, but at the time, new company. And uh, I was trying to figure out how to increase the sales. We were not getting the amount of sales that I wanted. And so I was just kind of poking around on the internet, looking for stuff. And I came across an interview where you told this story at the beginning of the interview. And within the first 15 minutes of that interview, when you got to the end of that story, I was a hundred percent dead set on the fact that I needed to learn copywriting, that copywriting was what was going to make this business more of a success than the previous businesses. And, uh, I hearing it again and going back to the first time I heard it, I can say that the way that you told that story and the way that you weaved in those different elements definitely had like a life changing impact on me. So I just wanted to throw that in. Um, well, Thank you. Um, I guess that's a huge compliment and I'll take it. Um, I'd, I'd also like to say that's the power of the hero's journey story. I mean, um, if, if I had told it in sort of a factual way, like a police report, like this happened, this happened, this happened with, with no emotion. And if there was no risk, if I, if I left out the high stakes and the, the fact that things might not work, I might've screwed things up and, and might have fallen on my face and my life today would be a fraction of what it is, you know, if I left all that out, it wouldn't have been a good story. When you have some copy and the performance of the copy is mission critical, who are you going to call? Not Ghostbusters. They don't do copy critiques. Last time I checked a lot of people from the most advanced to the up and coming copywriters reach out to me. I do copy critiques. One client, Brett Alcorn has hired me 20 times. Yep. 20 times. That's because on the very first critique I did for him, he doubled his conversions on a video sales letter. Every month, I do a handful of critiques for GKIC members. These are copywriters and small business owners who are trained and experienced, but they need another set of experienced eyes to go over their copy to take it to the next level. One A-lister told me I go over copy like an IRS auditor. Now, I wasn't sure whether to take that as a compliment or not. But he assured me it was. He said, I can find the one flaw or several flaws in copy that no one else was able to and make winning suggestions on how to fix them. So when you need a copy critique, just go to garfinkelcoaching.com and click on the services tab. Garfinkelcoaching.com for a critique. Thank you. And now back to the show. And, and, and by the way, this is also the kind of story people pay money to see or read. Um, it's, it's true in romances. It's true in, in films and romances and comedies. It's, it's true in romance novels. It's true in comic books. Uh, Superman and Batman go through the same stuff. You know, just when Superman thinks he's going to swoop in, they pull out the kryptonite and all of a sudden he's weak, right? Is he going to make it right? And I, I just saw the new movie, Jack Reacher, never looked back. And it's, it's a classic hero's journey. But, you know, I saw a comedy movie 15, 17 years ago. It's the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. 
uh, from the year 2000. Um, it was basically a cartoon brought into 3D with some actors. It was, but it was a hero's journey. I mean, it was silly. It was satire. It was goofy, but it was a hero's journey. And even the, you know, the movie that was rated the the best romantic comedy of all time on on Rotten Tomatoes website, Singing in the Rain, 1950s romantic comedy. It has a, you know, it's fun, but it's it's a musical, but it follows the hero's journey in a very fun and lighthearted way. So this is a, mm, it's a flexible formula. It's pretty universal. And uh, I've read some fairly convincing theories that every human being is genetically wired to tell and hear stories of this type. And when we do hear them, um, they reach us just as you were describing, you know, I, I'd like to think it was all of my skill and and finesse as a storyteller. But the fact is, I used a very powerful tool to tell my story. And I got to give it as much credit to the tool as I would take for myself. So, Nathan, let's let's talk about whether this kind of story works in your copy, because I've seen a number of people calling themselves copywriting experts who you know, it's it's like when when you have a hammer, every problem is a nail. When all you have is a hammer, every problem is a nail. And I don't think a hero's journey story works all the time. And and sometimes it works great, and sometimes it doesn't. Let me let me make a few comments about that. Okay. So I started studying this stuff in 1982. Right, that's 35 years ago. I was at a playwriting class in New York City. And I've been studying it in one form or another for over 30 years. I've taken classes in Hollywood. I've read books on fiction writing. I've observed and analyzed movies. I've studied hypnotic storytelling with a few different people. I've written, I've written fiction myself. A long list of different ways I've studied it. And even though I learned the beginning of it 35 years ago, and even though it's a pretty simple to explain now, and broke it down to six steps, um, it took me a long time to get it, understand it pretty well. And then bringing it into copy, bringing it into copy, it's, it's another story altogether. Um, there are lots of little details to keep track of. Dialogue needs to match and, and um, express character traits. Uh, for a solid hero's journey, there's an inner journey and an outer journey. There's just lots and lots of stuff in there. Um, and I want to say in the future, I will get into some alternatives that work better than a hero's journey. But for, for right now, let me, let me just give some quick, uh, tips on how to create your own hero's journey. And, and also when it might not be a good idea to use one. Okay. So if you're going to use a hero's journey, it probably needs to be a story about transformation, about how one person was transformed in the course of discovering something, doing something, you know, dealing with an obstacle and a challenge where the stakes got really high. And if in the, in the first person, it could be a formula like this. One, I had a problem. Two, I looked for and tried everything as a solution. Three, nothing worked. 
for I was about to give up. Then I discovered this product or this service. This is this is a sales hero's journey story, by the way. Okay. <laughs> and then six, I used this product or this service, and here's what happened. But again, like like we were talking about um, on an earlier episode, sometimes the first person stuff's kind of hard to do, right? Uh, you know, the, the story I was telling you happened over 20 years ago um, about the Abacus sales letter and everything. And it took me a long time to be able to tell it, um, even though it sounds simple now. Like, like I say, the answer is always simple. Getting there is rarely simple, right? The solution is always simple. Getting there isn't always simple. So let's tell that same, let's do that same formula in, in the third person. This might be easier for someone when they're writing copy. Jane had this problem. She looked for and tried everything, but not, nothing worked. She was about to give up, and then she discovered product or service, and she used product or service, and here's what happened. The thing is, sometimes you don't have a story like that. Sometimes you've developed something, and there wasn't some great high-stakes discovery path. Um, there are Sometimes you've just found... A better way to do something, a cheaper way to do something, a more fun way to do something um, with your product or service. Sometimes a hero's journey is going to seem contrived, and sometimes a hero's journey might really fit, but it's just too hard to do it, you know, for your current level of skill. And so to think that that's your only choice with stories is very disempowering. It, it, there, there are other options, um, and you know that's that's something that I want to talk about in the next episode. We're we're running close to out of time here, I guess today. But um, there are simple stories. We even got stories as simple as one sentence, not that I made up because I thought it was a good idea, but that I found in a full page ad in a national publication it has a bunch of one sentence stories. Amazing. Um, there are other kinds of shorter stories in the hero's journey story, too. So I, I want to say here, here's something that, that people should consider. When you go to a movie or when you turn on the TV to watch current episode of 24 or a current episode of Scandal or current episode of whatever you like, that's essentially you're going to see somewhat of a, an arc, a story arc, a hero's journey in that episode. Remember, that's a story people are paying to watch. Now, you might say, well, I'm not paying. Well, you probably have a cable bill or at least an internet connection fee that you're paying. And there are probably commercials or maybe you paid a Netflix subscription or maybe you're paying for Amazon Prime to see it. You're paying to see that story. That's not a sales story. Sales stories, remember, if it's not interesting enough, if it's not gripping enough, and it's, it, you know, you don't have as much to work with when you're writing a sales story as somebody in a TV studio or a movie studio has. And and you, you look at, like I, I mentioned Jack Reacher, right? Lee Child takes one year to write each story. Now, they're long novels, 400, 500 pages. 
you don't necessarily have one year to write one piece of your sales letter. So it's not always the perfect solution. What do you think about stories? How are you using them, Nathan? Have, have, or what have you noticed? Two things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, first of all, I love the fact that you start off each episode with a story. It, it helps bring me into the episode. It helps me kind of uh, mentally get a picture that prepares me for what we're going to be talking about each week. So I love the way that you intertwine stories with the podcasts. And I do something very similar with, uh, with my emails. When I send out my emails, I try to start with something that um, either touches on a story or starts off with a story, something that pulls the reader in. Uh, mm -hmm. Before I before I go into any kind of pitch, because it's been my experience that, uh, like you mentioned, people are kind of uh, primordial, primordial, <laughs> primitive, primordially wired. Yeah, to 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 latch on when they hear a story or when they see a story, um, yeah. they latch onto it. It it lowers their defenses. As opposed to when you start making a sales pitch, if that's how you lead with a pitch, immediately defenses go up. But if you lead with a story, immediately defenses go down. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You said you wanted to say something else too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so just a quick question or clarification. Um, every example that we talked about in the Hero's Journey uh, story episode today, um, we talked about uh, like your hero's journey or, or the hero's journey that brought about the um, the creation of the product or the solution or the discovery of the product or the solution. Uh, to take it back to the beginning of this episode when, when I brought up uh, Star Wars, um, I hear people talk about the the hero's journey and and a lot of times I see people when they're when they're attempting to do the hero's journey, they do what you did in your example where they are Luke Skywalker and, and they were out on the farm and then they got uh, some kind of life altering thing happened. They were the reluctant hero and they had to go fight the empire and they found the one spot, the one vulnerability on the death star and they were able to save the galaxy. How, how do you feel about uh, the hero's journey when the author or the person providing the solution doesn't take the role of Luke Skywalker, but instead takes the role of the mentor like Obi-Wan Kenobi? Well, I, I feel like it's okay as long as there's somebody in the story who has very high risk, high stakes, and could could lose it all. I mean... The the fact is uh, a mentor, but see, okay, let me look at another way. Um, I feel fine about that, but it's not really a hero's journey story anymore. It's more like a case study of being a mentor. Um, in, in order for the hero's journey story to work, it has to be focused on the individual who has everything at risk and the stakes are very high and the odds are against him or her you need that in order to make it that kind of story, but that's not the only kind of story you can use. That that's my point. So what if you, uh, what if in the same formula, you make the reader, the Luke Skywalker of the story? Boy, uh, it's, it's, that's hard. It's a good idea, but it has to be believable to the reader. If you're a really skilled writer and you can get the reader to believe and experience at the time they're reading it sort of like Charles Dickens did in A Christmas Carol, where he has these alternative scenarios 
And, you know, um, I, I guess it was, I don't know the story very well, but I think it was Scrooge was seeing that it could go this way or that way or this way. Yeah, that'll work. And, and in fact, that's sort of what a crossroads close is. You know, that, that close where, well, now you're at a crossroads. You can do this or this or that. But if, if you're going to make it a big story like that, the, the person's got to identify with it and believe it. If they look at it and they say, I don't, that, that seems like a bunch of crap to me. It's not going to work. So it's a high, that, that's a high wire. That's a double high wire act. The story's got to be up. You got to put the person up on the high wire and you're in the high wire trying to make it work. I mean, storytelling, you know, telling a, a simple story is easy. Telling a masterful story that really works, especially when you make it more and more complicated, more and more removed from reality. Because people, you know, people don't usually tell those kind of stories when they're just sitting around, unless they're parents trying to scare their kids. You know, <laughs> other than that, they usually don't, I don't think. So trying to do that would probably be a, a something that you wouldn't want to try and take on as a beginning copywriter, but might be something you uh, experiment with later on once you've become a, a more skilled copywriter. I, I would say so, unless you have a story that you've practiced out loud that you've told people over and over, maybe when you're speaking or maybe when you're selling one-on-one -on -one, and it works, you know, if you have something you have experience with in another, in another realm besides copy, sure. But as a general rule, no, wait, don't do the fancy stuff, do the simple stuff well, and then you can do the fancy stuff later. Definitely. Well, David, this has been a, a fantastic episode and I cannot wait until, uh, until I see what we got coming next week. Yep, next week it's stories again, but it's different. It's just the opposite of the long, complex, grandiose hero's journey. It's simple little stories. And like I said, stories as short as one sentence, but all different kinds of little simple stories anyone can use. A lot easier than the hero's journey story. And if you're using a hero's journey story at the beginning of your sales letter, you can use it with these, but you can write copy without a hero's journey story at all and still have great stories that will entrance your reader. Awesome. All right. We will catch you next time then. Okay. Thanks. It was great. Catch you next time. Hey, we're running a contest to promote the show, and one lucky winner gets a half-hour free consultation with me over the phone or Skype. Normally, people pay $750 for a half-hour consult with me. Now, we'll select the winner of this contest based on the best review posted on iTunes, so make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. In Episode 10, we'll announce the winner, so get subscribed and put in your rating and review today.